Hi, it's Ted here, the unofficial spokesperson for Consumer Cellular, with some very official advice. All right, how do I put this lightly? Your wireless provider is overcharging you. Well, that was easier than I thought it would be. So, get the exact same coverage as the major carriers at half the cost. Switch and save up to $250 a year on all the talk, text, and data you need at ConsumerCellular.com. This week on Androids and Aliens. We did yes. triage in the middle of the dirty streets, so and now let's go in and get some costumes and go to this party. <laughs> it's party time in the Splice. You've really cornered the market on costumes. Yes, I am the best costumes in town. What do you want to be? But All Souls Day on EOX. Well, you show up uh, right around 4.59, and Bone, Thereabouts. Bone Smith Jacqueline comes out all dressed in her pirate outfit. Oh, there she is. Uh, and she's like, oh, you came... I just knew you would. Looks at Qualo. Do I still look pretty? Maybe more trick. Now, I know you're not from around here, but I should tell you, this may be a very different party than you are accustomed to. The treat. That's what I'm worried about right now is, what if I go back to the cryo? I worry that I'm actually not awake. The adventure continues. Which reminds me, we need to start selling dick memorabilia. <laughs> um, Make a note of that. Make a note. Take a note. Let's just have Take a letter, Matthew. No. Episode 75 of Androids and Aliens. Can you believe it? Can you believe it, Grant? No. <laughs> but we're three quarters of the way to 100. That's true. That's true. I don't plan on doing anything special for it. Oh, oh come on. Matthew would be so upset. Ta- <sighs> now, nah, fuck that. I now you're listening on. to Matthew. No, if I have to, have to do all but it's these, convenient oh, no. for you. I want something episodes. special to happen. No, if it just why can't it happen at ninety nine or one hundred and one? Maybe it'll happen in seventy five. Maybe it'll happen. How about that? How about that? <laughs> it's possible. How about that? Well, we are going to a party. We are going to a party. Hell or high water. You know, there are dates that live in infamy in our world, and I think the day we go to this party, episode seventy five, will be among them. I mean, it's still yeah. the same day. We, uh, I mean, the story. Yeah, yeah, it's no, true. I, I just, it is today. I mean, we murdered a bunch of people in an old pensioner's house. Yep. We went outside to get costumes. Yeah. And then a bunch of <laughs> weird dead yeah. astronauts. Dead astronauts. Came <laughs> Buzz us. Aldrin came and got yeah. us. We also <laughs> took a field trip into a flesh vault. That was fun. Or well, you, bat. you did bat. that. You did that. And PG is going to need some intensive care before we go to this park. And PG is <laughs> How about a quick 10 minute rest? 10 minute rest, everyone. All right, look. Before we go into the store. I've been shot several times, but just give me 10 minutes. We can put on some costumes, go to this <laughs> go to party. This, go to this party. <laughs> when you say intensive uh, care, I can only think about like uh, wintertime hand cream. Like it's like the extra moisturizing oh, that's thing. That's the residence That's the residence you have with it. Will that make you better? Is that is that how it works on Miraquan? <laughs> dude, dude, you you say winter time about that cream because I use that every day for everything. Wow, wow! I'm touch me. I'm super soft. She is super soft. Yep. Wow. Vaseline intensive care. They wow. touched each other's hands. 
Every day. Is that going in your HR notebook, Matthew? Yes, it is, Grant. She told him he could touch it. This is an auditory medium, and I want to make sure everyone understands what happened. I'd like to offer him as her hair cookie. No hair cookie. She didn't put anything in my drink, I don't think. Matthew is obsessed. With hair cookies? No, with, with like, dirty stuff. Yeah, he is. He's a real nebulous weirdo. (laughs) Real perfect. Did you say nebulous weirdo? Nebish. Nebish. Nebish weirdo. I remember when I brought up that rule, you know, like, there's always porn, you know, or something. And I'm like, man, you brought it up five times now. You were porn obsession. Even tonight, his shorts are just a little too short. (laughs) Do they have shorts on? Yeah, and they're just a little too short. (laughs) Oh, look at them. Oh, my God. How much? If this were the 80s, they'd be too long. (laughs) Did I tell you about the time an old Asian man showed me his penis? Oh. (laughs) That happened to me, too. Craig, you don't want to hear the story? (laughs) I was sitting in Central Park just reading a book. Sure enough, old Asian man. uh, I can't remember what it was. Was it good? Catcher in the Rye. The book really took back seat to the old Asian man's penis. Can I I just ask, as someone whose wife is of the um, Asian persuasion, Uh why does his ethnicity matter to this story? Because it's funnier to say old Asian man's penis Uh, than just to say old man's penis. All right. Specificity. It's disturbing no matter what. I'm I'm filing my HR complaint. It was... uh, (laughs) That's right. We'll talk about it afterwards. (laughs) Rub Ellie's hand a little more. (laughs) I... This is what this guy wanted me to do. We were just—I was sitting there reading. There was a bunch of people around, and it was just an old guy sitting there, and uh, he had his legs spread. I didn't think much of it. And at a certain point, I just kind of look over, and he's dangling his Johnson outside of his little short. And pant looking line. at you, just smiling. Matthew's shorts made me think of this because I bet you that's what—they're not does. that short for the record. Well, it's funny with Matthew's shorts. All you see is a big billowing uh, bulge of hair come out of his legs. <laughs> we talked about this like, last week. It's just balls. Soup. They're just fighting at the edge of the shorts. Hiding a Wookiee in They're there. They're not that short. I mean, as a European, you could go way shorter. Yes, sooner. you would look amazing in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> foolish here, but amazing. <laughs> They're not that short. I, I will say this. I just watched the episode of Queer Eye where they held up the shorts that you're all wearing, and they went, these are just unflattering, no matter who's wearing them. Exactly. Well, I, I agree with that. I, I, he, I looked over. Oh, my God. Grant is showing me his pants. Grant is basically wearing like athletic pants that are skinnier than skinny jeans. No, they're they're. Fine. They're actually very... They're Uniqlo joggers. Anyway, continue. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen too many penises. <laughs> I, uh, I, I just looked over and he had it hanging out. and uh, On purpose? I, I, I knew it was... He was, was he looking at you in the eye? Was he directly? Uh, yeah, he was kind of like gazing at me as it was, as it was standing. I, I think he probably wanted me to go uh, have sex with him in the woods, is what I imagine was his plan. Or did he just Wait, thought, or were his shorts Central too short Park? and he just didn't notice? No, he was lifting them up and uh, shooting his wiener out. What? How long ago was this? Uh, when was this? What's today? Was no. it you? Uh, <laughs> this was years ago. I was uh, living on the Upper West Side. This was in Riverside Park. Wow. Uh, well, and now all these years it. later, you're still very much in love. I know. Well, you know, we, we made it work. I got <laughs> mad at him at first, but then I was like, show it again. No. Can I tell you, your registry <laughs> was mad? wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> well, it doesn't work. What, what, so what did you do, actually? Like, I'm curious. Well, I, when I realized what was happening, I, I, I gave him the business. I said, you're gross. You're you gave him the business? Yeah, and then I, I, I walked away. And what? he was like protesting after me. Like, no, no. Come Why back. don't you just leave? Let's have sex in the woods. Because uh, I wanted him to know that he was being inappropriate. I wanted him to, to learn a lesson that he shouldn't be showing his penis to young men. I, I was feel reading, like inappropriate is the wrong word. I don't, think that, I don't think that really was going to be effective, Troy. 
Well, we won't know, Matthew. Why don't you go hang on that park and I, see if you see any dicks? I, I don't think cut it off. I don't think most of the people at this table, let alone our listeners, have experienced what you have. But I, I, I was reading something that's a phenomenon that many people have confirmed happening, and that is in a private space, oftentimes in like a gym. Uh, like locker room, uh-huh. people will be FaceTiming other people in there where people oh. are like getting naked and toweling off and stuff. Yeah, that's not cool. Yeah, you got to walk up to those people. I think that you were actually brave and being like, that's not cool. But like most people just give those people the stink eye. You can't just let stuff like that slide. You got to let them know. That's not how society works, sir. You keep your penis in your pants right. until we're back at our But apartment. what Matthew's saying is that didn't change his behavior at all. Well, we don't know. It never would. And we never know. will. We I know, know it. So if you, wanted to, like, if you wanted to call the cops, I mean, like, that's a different story. Yeah. Well, next week we'll be doing a live show at Riverside Park. Yeah, we're going to do it right. I know exactly where the bench was. <laughs> it's etched indelibly in my mind. <laughs> I used to live on Riverside Park, but I never saw penises. Oh. You lived on the wrong side of the park. <laughs> this is the corner of 72nd and Penis. That's all I think of when I think of that. I, I knew a guy who lived at the corner of Cumming and Seaman. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> he, th- he, he liked to say it a lot. Ugh. My, he, he was in Edward. My buddy's ex-wife's dad's name was Dick Seaman, and he went by Dick <laughs> Seaman. Richard wow. Seaman, but he went by Dick. How did you spell his last name? Uh, S-E-M-E-N, I think. That's how you personally spelled his last name? or How did he no, spell no, his I, last I think name? it was spelled S-E-A-M-E-N. Yeah. Uh, but still, Dick Seaman, good to meet you. Don't touch me. <laughs> Put it away, sir. Go back to the park. <laughs> Anyways. Dicks. Well, I guess we that's our episode this that's week. That's our show. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it. This that. week. Anybody no. going out for a... Well, that just happened. Dressing up as a penis for I Halloween? I missed there was a guy... The The... The goalie for the English national team in soccer was named David Seaman for many years. <laughs> what, the, what, the, what was his name after those years? Well, <laughs> I, I, I assume he, he kept it, the name. But it was just always fun. He, he kept his name. He came from a long line of Seaman. I like it. No, but it was fun for me because like, I would go watch the games with uh, my sister's boyfriend at the time. who's was English. We'd go like, get up at 7 in the morning and go down, down to the uh, NYU area and watch uh, get. Yeah, uh, oh, that wasted bar. and yeah, go to Sierra, uh, Sierra yeah. Smith, Nevada Smith, and uh, <laughs> and like he'd make a save. It's just like wow, Seymour was all over that ball. <laughs> you know, I'd just say stuff like that. That's fun. Did you? That's a good time. I, yeah. I like the fact that all this dick, this dick memorabilia came up because of Matthew's shorts. I think yeah. it's, it's which are sad. actually not that short. Yes, they're not. No, they're that not short. that short by they European standards. By European standards, they're long. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, it's, it's way too long. Which reminds me, we need to start selling dick memorabilia. <laughs> um, make a note of that. Make a note. Take a what note. What has just happened? Take a letter, Matthew. What's happened? Why don't you wear life? pants next time and this won't happen? <laughs> it's the summer. You weird Italian. You perv. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have self-respect. <laughs> anyway, I need to rest. PG needs to rest. I think, are you Maybe still below rest in the cuffs of Matthew's shorts? They're huge. <laughs> <laughs> Who cuffs a short that high? <laughs> <laughs> but you actually need more than just resting. You're like below zero and dying at this moment, right? You need like yeah, you healing. are at zero. You need you need like magical healing. Well, no, you could spend a resolve yeah, point exactly. to get to one hit point. No, and oh, spend, and then you're good. No, and ten minute rest and get all my stamina back. Yep, yeah, exactly. So do, let's do. The, I'll wait outside, guys. Well, you're going to Except, <laughs> It's like five, it's like four fifty five, isn't it? Yeah, we don't have time. No, we don't have time. Yeah, we're gonna make this party. You ain't got time to bleed. That fight only took twenty four seconds, so you got a little bit of time. But still, we didn't we show up and you're like it's four fifty five or no, it was four forty five. 
right? It was 445. Okay, so it's 446. You got a couple minutes. Are you going to spend a resolve to get one and then a third resolve? Because you already spent one last week to get my stamina back. Get your stamina back. I'm going to spend one to get my stamina back as well. I also am going to do that. But after I treat deadly wounds on. Does anyone else have hit point damage? Just, uh, uh, yes, I have a little. Too. I also I think can I myself. have a potion. I th- I'm pretty sure I have a potion. Po- 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 a potion? Potion. Uh, I can still help you if you'd like. Uh, yeah, sure. And I'll drink my serum of healing. Okay, great. Um, so, all right, I'm going to do that. Uh, Friss busts out his advanced medical kit and does a medicine check. Yes, and beats it by more than five. So you get 11 points of healing. Thank you. And I, I, I actually rolled max on my serum of healing, so I got eight points. So I actually, nice. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm okay. That's actually, huge. Can, you, can you do it for me? Yes. I will do it to you as well. Uh, the same thing, so you also get 11 points Amazing. back. Thank you. Nice. Thank you, guys, you, doctor. You guys are in good shape? Ish. <laughs> good shape-ish. All right, so you want to head into Necrograph's... Uh, or, excuse me, Gentle Sages, <laughs> yeah. Necrographs, and Sundries. We did yes. triage in the middle of a dirty street, so now let's go in and get some costumes and go to this party. <laughs> Do you have any Purell? I can't remember this guy's voice. Was he like this? I feel like he was like this. Yes, he was like, don't yes. breathe on my stuff. Don't breathe on my wares. I can't remember. Yeah. We'll do something like that. Oh, great. You're back. What do you want? We need costumes for a costume party. Oh, yes, everyone comes here to get their costume for the big party. You've really cornered the market on costumes. Yes, I have the best costumes in town. What do you want to be? What do you got? You name it, I might have it. You tell me. A slutty cat. <laughs> now, it's funny you would, have it. It's funny you would say that. Of course he has that. It's our top seller. I have up a list of uh, sexy Halloween costumes right oh, now. God. So I'm choosing between a Miss Prep School, Ugh. a My Rules Referee Babe costume. I could also do a Deadly Ninja sexy costume. Uh, Black Pearl Pirate. Black Pearl Pirate. I'd like to also dress up like uh, my friend I met that we're going to take to this party. So I'd like to make her feel welcome. So I want a pair of like long knee-high boots well, okay. for my legs. This is a hermit crab doing this, yes, by the way. exactly. <laughs> so imagine three little mechanical legs. All right, so you want to be a sexy pirate. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to be a sexy pirate. All right, so Qualo's going sexy pirate. Perfect. Uh, what about uh, Kreska? Do you have anything that could make me look like a marrow blight? Marrow blight. Mm, no, but I could uh, make you look undead. All right. Ooh. I'll go as a zombie. I like that option. Nice. Isn't that like showing up in your business clothes to a party on EX? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Here's this. Yeah, I'm a it's just like the black pajamas with the skeleton bones. <laughs> a mask with black hair. Just like <laughs> Here you go. It's our top seller. It's like a skeleton pajamas. It's like a plastic bib with a picture of a zombie like on the front. <laughs> brains. <laughs> Baby needs brains. Uh, Fritz, what are you going as? Uh, I would like to. Have you got a uh, Roger Glip Globe back there? That's a good. Go oh. with Roger Glip Globe. Let me see. Oh. Oh, yes, I do. I didn't know what this one was, but here you go. Roger Glip Globe. <laughs> Thank you. 
It'll fit your little body. I also have a pretty good <laughs> disguise skill, so I'm going to try to look as much like Roger Goodworth as I can using that talent. Can I ask for a little flavor? Could there be like a Mac as maple syrup lady costume somewhere as well? <laughs> oh, wow. Wow, that's a really famous commercial. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I never really made Wait, it all the way to Alex. EX. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a, 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 the nostalgia is so huge on EX, I would think. They're all undead. So they probably don't remember that commercial from Wait. back in the day. Who's Mac? Oh, I hate that joke. Dax just has this super intense moment where he pulls out the Mac costume. <laughs> it's like a single tear rolls down his cheek. <laughs> what do you want to go as, Dax? Uh, I like this idea of going as an undead. I want to do makeup to go as an undead. Okay. He's uh, copying me. I'm copying you. costume. That's you. We're going as an undead couple. All right, all right. Like it's, a, it's a couple's costume. It's a couple's costume. All right. Oh, oh man. All right. I'll go as his disembodied head that comes off of him. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> that's fun. Uh, all right, so we got two undead, Roger Glyphglorp, a sexy pirate. And what about you, PG? It's a serious thinking, game. Yeah, PG is going to be like, I also want to go as undead. And she finds like a white sheet and just puts it on top of her. So she's a ghost? A ghost. And then like her tail is just like, so it's like it looks like a tent. <laughs> <laughs> Cut two eye holes in it. A ghost being followed by a tent. Very closely. So we have a ghost a la uh, It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Uh, we have Sexy Pirate, Roger Glyphglorp, and an undead couple. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for shopping here at Gentle Sages, Necrograph, and Sundries. Isn't that right, Charlie? Shake, 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 shake. <laughs> Charlie is happy you came back. <laughs> now get out of here and don't come back. <laughs> I can't believe Never darken my doorstep again. <laughs> I can't believe I got them for free. I know, that was awesome. That was 45 credits. Nope. Pidgey, Pam. The credits were, it was 10 credits each. Qualo, Pam. Mark it on your sheets, Qualo. Uh, I'm, I'm marketed on my sheets. Qualo, right Qualo pays in chocolate like pirate coins that you would get on Halloween. <laughs> like the ones you peel apart the tinfoil on. By the way, should we search these bodies we killed? Yeah. Oh, yeah. After we go back out. Yeah. You search the bodies. Customs. All you find, on, you don't find anything like any sort of identification or anything. Uh, they didn't have any weapons. They were just using their hands, but they each have cred sticks oh. with 200, uh, excuse me, with 2,500 credits. Oh, oh, oh wow. my God. So That'll totally pay for the costume. 750 <laughs> divided by five? Uh, 7,500. 7, 7, wow. That's amazing. I pay Guys, you back. I can pay, we are pay me back. so much money. Almost. So that's 1,500 each minus 10, so 1,490. All right. 1490 each. So when I give you I give you my 1490 to pay you back. Okay. I and just I, <laughs> I still owe you 510. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, can I also I want to bring uh, if there's any We close the five. If, I thought you were no, 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 say, no. When we're outside of the store. Uh, <laughs> he puts on the clothes sign and didn't we have <laughs> glares at you, Charlie? <laughs> <laughs> Claire says, about Charlie just looks like Troy after a long night at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> just about to fall asleep. Um, I want to take a... Uh, didn't we find a like a symbol of the... Wasn't that part of the evidence was like a symbol? Corpse Fleet Badge. Corpse Fleet Badge. I want to take a Corpse Fleet Badge and like pocket it. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, just in case there's an opportunity to hmm. do a little intel. Like kind of flash it to somebody and be like, you get it, right, man? 
Let's go talk. Don't do that on a park bench. I just love, by the way, the idea <laughs> of you pocketing that and us getting out of uh, uh, the the Necrograss and Sundry store and then just Gretel, like, looking out at the corner of her door like we just left, and she's, like, filing a new report on <laughs> an undead couple. My <laughs> ghost of the tail. She's just a busybody. Yeah, yeah. Something she's to write a, about this sexy yeah. pirate. <laughs> undead couple. Roger Gliplorp's going to be in prison on Eoc within, like, two weeks. <laughs> Pick him up! A miniature Roger Glipcorp. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> tiny Roger Glipcorp with three foot six. All right, let's go meet uh, Jacqueline. Uh, all right. <laughs> we can make it quick. <laughs> no, we cannot. So, uh, and, and Koala's like, like grooming like the tops of his eye stalks and like making sure his like little nails are clean on all three of his arms. He's like excited to go on a date with her. Okay. Well, you show up uh, right around 459. And Bone Smith Jacqueline comes out all dressed in her pirate outfit. Oh, there she is. Uh, and she's like, Oh, you came. I just knew you would. Looks at Qualo. Do I still look pretty? Oh. <laughs> That's why I got so dressed up. Oh, you are a sexy pirate. I wanted to be as pretty as you, or do I look pretty to you? Oh, not as pretty as me. <laughs> of course do not. I look pretty to you. <laughs> 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 of course not. Yes, you, you you look beautiful. But I had to. I had just to try. Coming out of his shell, <laughs> just flowers of shit. Just. <laughs> oh, you're very pretty. Just what like, a fair. The it's ho- like Frankie and Johnny. <laughs> the hoop earring in the side of his shell pops out as like pus comes out. Oh, oh no! Off putting. Oh. Uh, all right, well. Uh, you all look so wonderful and scary. I hope you don't win the contest instead of me. Let us go. We have a we have a little bit of a walk. Thankfully, the party is happening within the bubble, so you won't have to worry about not being able to breathe. Jacqueline sounds like Bruce Willis's girlfriend in Pulp Fiction. I just realized. <laughs> oh, yeah, he does uh, kind of. Yeah, but she does. Patricia Arquette. Yeah. Yeah. Really? No, it's no, no, no. The, the um, foreign girl that uh, they're in the oh Bruce Willis is Bruce Willis oh oh yeah 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 the foreign girl. The, yeah, well, she has. A, I'm so sorry. <laughs> she is of indeterminate. She's Asian. I think she's actually Portuguese. But she is Portuguese. Yeah, she yeah. is Portuguese. Yeah. Right. You're right. Asian Portuguese. Grant. <laughs> Jesus. Well, thankfully, it's happening in the bubble, so you won't have to worry about not being able to breathe. Let's go! Okay. I can't help but notice you've written fortitude saves in giant lettering across the map. I don't want to forget that once you rest, you have to wake up and roll fortitude saves. So I wrote it on the map. Uh, We're going a little off the map uh, here. So you follow Jacqueline and you walk down, uh, you know, these similar dark and deserted streets. There are more like shops, but they're all closed. Uh, you see other smaller, necro- smaller necrograft uh, buildings, nothing the size of the necrograft factory across from the ministry. Um, but eventually, as you continue going, um, it, the, uh, the buildings start to thin out a little bit. Uh, in terms of people that you see, you might see a, a zombie amble pass from time to time. Or, or, or like a wraith Late for work. (laughs) Like you see a wraith in a suit and tie holding a briefcase, checking his watch. Like, damn it, Mr. Jenkins is going to have my ass. (laughs) I'm late again. (laughs) The wraith runs on. He's just like... (laughs) 
<laughs> Makes like some horrible, horrifying sound. He's checking his glasses, and screaming. <laughs> you don't have to roll four oh to two saves. Yeah. Yeah. Shy. Oh <laughs> Beyond that, you don't see a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> he is so. Pissed that he has to go to work during this party. I know it's Halloween. Schedule. I just imagine who works on Halloween. He's like the Bob Cratchit. He's like the Bob Cratchit of Eox having to work on Halloween. Mr. Jenkins runs a tight ship. Yeah, but so it's Halloween day, sir. Yeah, half day. Poor man's excuse for picking a man's pocket on every thirtieth of October. It's so cold. Can we put another lump of coal on the fire? <laughs> oh, we have Bob to undead Cratchit. Christmas carol. Yeah. <laughs> this rage is amazing. Bob Cratchit and a Yaxian Christmas carol. Yeah, oh, the ghost of Christmas past is just a big fat guy. Is just like, yeah, no, that's you. The yeah. gravestone, that's you. Just a, a totally alive fat guy. Yeah, just a totally alive fat yeah, exactly. guy. <laughs> uh, all right, so you go through all this. The buildings start to thin out. The, you're not seeing a lot of uh, people or creatures, thankfully. And eventually, you roll up on a building. That's sort of set off from those around it. In fact, there's a gate surrounding this uh, awkwardly shaped onyx structure. And you see an intercom, not unlike the intercom uh, that was outside the Necrograph factory. Uh, Jacqueline uh, turns to all of you and says, uh, Now you should know, this is a big event here in Orthus, and I had to go to great lengths to secure you these invitations. And she hands you five thin metal rectangles with a single green blinking light in the middle of it. Oh, cool. Mm, mm, mm. Now, I know you're not from around here, but I should tell you that Halloween is a very serious affair here on Eox. You must wear the mask you are given, and you must follow the rules, or you will be asked to leave. This may be a very different party than you are accustomed to. Fucking eyes wide shut. I knew it. Is With there limbo? Oh, it's mostly limbo. <laughs> <laughs> I just love limbo. Yeah, it's, it's mostly limbo. What does that even mean? Limbo. It's mostly limbo. <laughs> to, to get from room to room, you have oh, you, to limbo. Oh, you're going to love this party. It's mostly limbo. <laughs> you, see, you see the retiree walk up and hear that and be like, no, nah, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I can't take a chance. I, I took a shot, Jack sister. <laughs> Uh, and with that, she hits the intercom, and a voice comes up, and it's like... They need to know the password. She leans in, and she says, Fidelio. Sassafras lemongrass. <laughs> and it works. And the oh, gates wow. open up, and... Uh, and you walk up this long driveway towards the building, and before you even reach the door uh, leading in... The door just sort of slowly opens on its own. Just fake cobwebs on it. Fake. <laughs> those, perf- those orange uh, pumpkins with treats in. Uh, you walk inside. Jack O'Lanterns. And, uh, yeah. Holy symbols. You, yeah, mostly holy symbols. Unholy symbols. You walk inside and it's painfully dark. Um, 
those pain, of you with the, yeah, it's kind of like ouch. I can't really see <laughs> those of you without uh, take four points of stamina. I just stuck my toe in this couch. God, it's dark. <laughs> Ow. Well, here's like those of you without dark vision, you can see only shadows of both humanoid and other strange figures off in other rooms that open off from the hallway that you stand in. Even those of you with dark vision, you feel like you're straining to to try and make out uh, who else or how many other people are here, and you just see these vague glimpses of other guests, but their faces are all covered. You stand there, and... It's like sleep no more. a, uh, (laughs) A decaying creature just sort of, like, floats towards you out of the darkness with a mask that looks like some like a gorilla on its face. Jesus. But as you get closer, or as it gets closer, uh, you see that the mask looks like dark brown synthetic skin grafted onto his face. Fuck. And he just kind of... Invitation, please. Jacqueline hands hers over and then looks to each of you. You hand over your Daxel hand hands is over. Answer is over. You've really committed to your costume. As you hand over each of the invitations, the creature holds them up to his eye and a retinal scanner just like washes over the blinking green dot on the envelope and you're like blinking, blinking, blinking. They all check out. You are most welcome here on this special night. The life you have and the person that you are outside of here ceases to exist on this night. Oh shit, we have walked into a massive trap, guys. You are who you become. What are you become? He looks to Jacqueline. I'm a pirate. (laughs) Good. He like reaches into this weird fleshy bag attached to his skin. A couple moments later he pulls out a mask, never even looks in there, and hands it to Jacqueline. She automatically goes to put it on. You see as she's about to put it on, there's various like moving membranes and small grasping tentacles God, reaching out and attaching themselves to Jacqueline's face. You hear this audible like, uh, out of her as it secures itself. And then the creature looks to all of you. And what are you? Uh, a sexy pirate. <laughs> Good. Does the same thing and pulls out one of these strange masks that looks to see looks to be like moving in his hand. And does it like fit like all three of my eye stalks perfectly, or like how does it work? Yeah, it, you can see that it can be stretched oh, okay. for you. But, yeah. Oh, gross! So you feel it's like. <laughs> Yeah, as you put it on, it starts shaping itself around you, and you feel like this weird, moist sensation. Oh, gross! What are you? I'm, uh, I'm a ghost. Uh, I am a ghost. Why are you looking at like at me like that? Good. Reaches into the bag, pulls out a mask, and hands it to you. Oh God, I don't want to. Uh, do I have to? He just stares at you until you put it on. Do I have to put it on? Uh, I can't just enjoy the party? There is no admittance without the mask. Oh, dear God. You must leave yourself behind. 
on this special night. Alright. He puts it on. <gasps> you put it on? Why did you do that? No! What a fortune. By the way, say? <laughs> I actually, before the episode, rolled a sleight of hand with Troy to, to, to trick you into thinking I put it on. So you're the only one with the mask on. Now. No, oh, that's yes. not true. Awesome. That's That's cheating. Looks to Dr. Friss, looks down at you. This is a very tall, gaunt creature. You can't see its face. And <laughs> what are you? Have you guys seen The Haunt? Oh, God. I've seen a lot of scary movies. <laughs> the Thin Man. The oh, haunt, no. haunting, <laughs> like haunting of Hill House. Did you guys see that on Netflix? It's like, oh, no, I didn't. Great. Um, and what are you? I'm going to do a disguise check just to see how well that I managed to accentuate my Roger Glipcorp costume. Uh, Twenty-five. So you I look exactly, yeah, like Roger Glipcorp. Says, uh, Fris says, "Hi, don't you recognize me? I'm Roger Glipcorp. <laughs> yes. Don't you recognize me from the television?" I think the rest of us are just like, what? Hmm. A Glorpian. Good. <laughs> Reaches into his fleshy pocket. So creepy. Pulls out like a green, oddly green-colored mask oh. and hands it to you with the eye stalks and everything. Oh, man. It's like, well, all right. <laughs> I, I put it on. Oh. Attaches to your face. You just oh, feel man. this little philia like itching. Oh, that's skin. so gross. That's really awful. I, no. And what are you? We are an, we are an undead couple. <laughs> we are together. <laughs> he like oddly heightens his voice to sound like a woman. <laughs> <laughs> we, we are together. <laughs> oh man! Good. <laughs> Though the masks may change that. Reaches in, pulls out two different masks. I will never leave her. <laughs> Hands them to you. Do you put them on? Yes. Yes. Okay. So again, just that. You just feel like the whole time the mask is moving on you like a oh. living organism. Oh. <laughs> Once you all have your masks on, you walk forward and down this long hallway with several rooms branching off of it, rooms that contain other creatures. The first room on the left has a bunch of skeletons sitting around, smoking from, like, long Alice in Wonderland-like pipes. There's this strange, amelodic, technic music in the air. And as you walk by, they all in unison just, like, slowly turn their heads to look at you. Oh, God. This is way less fun. And it's yeah. revealing dozens of these crazy skin masks covering their skulls and their lifeless eyes just staring at you. And then they all in unison go back to their pipes, look away. The next room, as you approach it, you hear voices crying out in a combination of both pain and maybe delight. And you see several vampiric-looking creatures just feasting on the bodies of a human man and woman, stripped bare, lying on a table, while various other creatures stand around the table just watching. Oh, no. The next room believe it or not, is the strangest of all of them and has this large 12-foot-tall 
half-humanoid, half-worm-like creature dancing slowly <laughs> under a single spotlight, just like moving back and forth like the man from another place. Qualo fans credits at it. Well, out of its hand. Oddly enough, as you're doing that, you do see cred sticks hitting the ground. Oh, my God. It, coming oh out of God. the darkness into the spotlight as it's removing its limbs and throwing them on the ground. Oh, my God. Oh! Oh! As this weird music plays. It's just more and more of this insanity as you continue God. forward. And at the end of the hall, it opens up into a ballroom. And several of the other guests start to push past you now as you approach. And as they do, they get really, really close to you. And all you see is more and more of these strange masks looking at you as they turn their heads and stare before moving forward. You don't even know what's behind the mask. Sometimes you can see bones. Sometimes you can see rotting, decaying skin. Some creatures are just, like, oddly tall and curl over you. Others you feel rush past your feet, rush over your feet, rubbing up against your thighs. You feel weird wetness from time to time and you're kind of pushed into the ballroom with all of these guests as they congregate oh. <laughs> you've always been the caretaker oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I like that oh my god and you're just standing there with all these other guests what do you do so the rules were we put on the mask and we cease to be and we are what our mask says we are, right? Yes, you are what be you become. Oh, my so God. So what are our masks? What we said we were? Yeah, they're just much more, uh, they're more stylized and gross versions of what you said you were. Okay. Wow. Weird. Then is Jacqueline still with us? I love this music. Yeah, Jacqueline's with you as well, and she's just like looking at everything and <laughs> taking it all in. Isn't it wonderful? Jacqueline, would you mind... Cutting a rug with me. Oh, that would be frowned upon. It's about to start. What? What is? What did you think this was? Oh my god, this is like midsummer. <laughs> and seconds after she says that, you hear a single bell start to ring. I knew it. We're, we're sacrificed. We're Ding. Oh. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> wow. That's pretty good, Matthew. Wow. Damn. Ding. Ding, ding. And the old-timey music fades out. Oh, no. I love the old-timey music. <laughs> no, I don't know if I like it at all. <laughs> and you just feel like now, like, hemmed in by all these bodies, and they all seem to be looking up. Are we the only living creatures here, as far as we can tell? It's, it's, you can't tell. It's all the There's no reason to think that you are. Uh, Orphis is kind of like a tourist city where it's more hospitable to living creatures than most of the rest of the Yeah, it's in the, the bubble. Right. So anybody with a bunch of, like, necrotic tourists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, people are like, maybe this is the life I want. Thrills, any, thrill seekers. Have there been any mirrors or anything that we can see what we look like currently? You haven't seen any mirrors yet. Um, but we can see each other. You can see each other. And it's horrific. Stop it. Stop it, Grant. Grant's, Grant's looking at Ellie's. No, no. I know how horrible that feeling is. Everyone looks up. And so you kind of... Stop it, Grant. You turn your gaze up with the rest of them towards a balcony, stretching, overlooking the ballroom floor. And a group of hooded figures just, like, appear on the balcony. One towards the center steps forward and lowers its cowl 
It's wearing a mask of a vesk, but it's like grotesquely stretched high over its elongated Elibrian cranium. So it's kind of like like a Beetlejuice uh, character type mask. He speaks. The center of the universe on this night is right here in Orphus. And you, chosen a few, are the children of the night. Though it is said that the light may one day go out across the packed worlds, tonight you all achieve immortality in the darkness that you seek. Let us celebrate the most sacred of days by embracing the endless night to come. And then like a symphony of chanting starts rising up around him and he stretches his hands out and you can all feel this like wet mist start to fill the room quickly making things that are even five, two, three feet away from you completely invisible. And you all start to hear in succession just like boom, 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 thuds of things falling around you. Oh. Heavy things. And as that happens, the mask around your face begins to tighten as those little tendrils on the under- underside start to wriggle against your skin and stick into your flesh. And then just thud, 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 thud. Qualo, you open your eyes, and now you're sitting in the ballroom, alone. At least you think you're alone. But as you look about, you can feel the presence of everyone else who was just there, what felt like moments ago, staring at you. You start to look around and see the shapes of everyone standing at the edges of the room, looking at you from behind their masks. And you're just there on display in the middle. And while you stand there, you hear this ripping sound. It sounds like flesh pulling apart. And you realize it's coming from you. <gasps> turn to look and you see that your shell is falling off of you. It peels away slowly leaving this like puddle of aquamarine blood as it hits the floor. You look down at yourself and you just see a small slug of a creature cowering under the glare of everyone else. All of a sudden you feel something in your throat and, and you grasp at it to like protect yourself you feel like someone's going to choke you but as you do you start coughing coughing up blood and and you realize that you're not protecting yourself your arms are trying to hold something back from escaping from your neck you can't hold it back any longer suddenly boom a small metal box bursts from your throat hits the floor and just tung 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 skips across the ground Blood pours from your neck as you stand there, naked and shellless, in front of everyone. There's a long pause, 
and then you open your mouth and the only sound that escapes is the high-pitched notes of a soothing flute. (laughs) What? PG, you open your eyes. Oh, no. (laughs) And you find yourself in a room much smaller than the room you were just in. It's all white and sterile, and you're staring up at the ceiling. You feel a fly land on your face, and you go to swat it, but you realize you can't because your arms are strapped to a table. Several creatures seem to be doing things to you. They're all dressed in white lab coats with surgical masks over their faces. You see that you have an IV in your arm. You think it's an IV. Several other things hooked up to you and sticking in you. From time to time, they just come over and poke at you and prod at you. One of them comes over and clips a huge piece of fur from your arm, pulling away some skin with it. Another sticks you with this long, long needle and fills you up with the viscous fluid inside. This goes on for a bit until finally they nod to each other and each start walking out of the room. The last one comes over to you and takes off its mask to reveal the face of a female drow. She just stands over you, shaking her head at you disapprovingly, and then pulls a case up from underneath the table pulls it up and over your whole body enclosing you in a space with the lid half an inch from your face (laughs) she walks to the doorway and gives one last look before turning off the lights and shutting the door you scream (gasps) my god (laughs) Kreska you open your eyes I need this. I need a Ganzo. I need a Ganzo. <laughs> Kreska, you open your eyes and you find yourself comfortably in bed. You look around, get up, and start to assess your surroundings, and you realize you're in your childhood bedroom. You look to your right, and on the desk is a toy model of the Sarissa. You don't know why you recognize it, but you do. You can hear the sounds of laughter coming from another room in the house. So you get up and walk towards the door and open it to reveal a long hallway. The laughter still seems far away, so you follow it, passing by another room as you do. The door to that room is cracked. So you just gently push it open. And you see a queen-sized bed freshly made and there's a photo on the wall you walk over to it and see what looks like a family of Vesk you included as a child the laughter starts to pick up behind you so you turn around and walk out down the hallway and into the kitchen you feel like it's been a long time since you've seen the house you grow up in You feel like it's been a long time since you've seen the house you grew up in. Nothing's changed. Except you. You're older now. 
laughter again. You look into the living room and see shadows of people your size outside on the front porch laughing and talking. In the living room, there's a hollow screen cutting in and out of static. You can't make out what's on, but you hear music from a commercial like it's from the 1950s, like something out of Fallout. And then And then The TV goes out The laughter continues So you walk to the front door Open it And then bam You walk headfirst into a wall you like blink away the pain and, and, and start to go forward again right into another wall you look around and you realize that you're standing in a very small room a noise comes from above you look up and a hole in the ceiling opens a small arm pops out and drops a cube of food at your feet <laughs> and then retracts Dr. Friss, before you want to play Bioshock, <laughs> before you open your eyes, you hear mechanical sounds, just whirring and buzzing and bone saws cutting metal, familiar sounds that you haven't heard in a long time. You shudder as you force yourself to open your eyes and find yourself in a salvage shop oh, of no. sorts. Imagine the workhouses in Blade Runner 2049. Mm-hmm conveyor belts all around, tables full of scrap metal, and dozens of children, mostly Yosoki children, separating bits and pieces with their naturally small hands. Boom, clank, 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 a huge crate is dumped out in front of you on the table, full of all sorts of shit. And you catch your reflection in one piece of the metal, and you see that you too are a child. God. But something else catches your eye, something that fell out of the crate. Looks like a hand or something (laughs) just as you go to reach for it a voice booms above you and so you stop and you look up and you see a large man heavily bearded with dead eyes staring at you (sighs) what are you looking at runt Harmon doesn't like when little runts like you look at him Harmon likes when little runts like you do their work. Maybe Harmon needs to teach you another lesson. (laughs) So he looks over at a couple other thug workers. He's like, unchain this one and bring him to my office. And then he leans in at you with his hot stinking breath. When will you learn? Dax opens his eyes. Oh, you wanted a fucking Halloween party. Jesus. Oh, That's not what I was hoping for. Exactly. I wanted like Adam's family, not Manson family. <laughs> I prepared the monster mash. <laughs> Dax opens his eyes, and he, like almost everyone else, is alone in a room. There's a single cot, a small table, a sink, a toilet, a window, and one door leading out. You sit up, and you're like stunned for a moment feels like you have a hangover, like your head is ringing. 
You get your bearings and lean over the bed to look out the window. Looks out an alleyway. Neon reflections from a nearby building give it a ozone hue, enough to see the shadow of some six-legged creature scurry past on the fire escape. You stand up and walk over to the sink, turn on the water, and try and splash some cold water on your face. You go to look up at the mirror, but it's been shattered. And as you look at it, suddenly there's like a glitch in time, and you see yourself like, ah, punch the mirror and shatter it. And then you glitch back to the sink with the water dripping down your face, and you're like, what just happened? You look down on the ground, and you see shards of the mirror glass. Guess you'll have to buy a new mirror, you think to yourself. Maybe you had too much to drink. You slip on pants and a shirt and step outside into a hallway with several other doors evenly spaced apart. You lock the door behind you and slowly pass by the other doors. You can hear a TV buzzing faintly through one. Sounds of lovemaking in the next, at least you hope that's what that sound is, and a low buzz in the one after that. You slip down a shoddy-looking staircase that leads right to a door outside, no lobby, and exit. You go outside and it's cold out, so you pull up your collar and walk down the street. You walk up to a noodle shop and look inside. Neon sign. Just says, oodle. (laughs) (laughs) I love oodle. You look in and the line doesn't look too long, but what really catches your eye is the long, beautiful hair of a woman sitting at the counter with her back to you, eating ramen. You can't see her face, but there's something so alluring about what you do see. So you gather yourself, you walk inside, you stick a cred stick into the wall, and after a few beeps, a compartment opens up and a plate of hot noodles pops out. You take it and slowly approach the counter and the woman, and are gaining courage. You're a couple feet behind her trying to muster up the gall to say something, but before you can, there's another glitch. Everything around you fuzzes out, and for a moment you just hear voices in like an empty space. Be careful. Don't go too deep. Time glitches again, and now you're in a ship, plummeting fast towards the surface of a planet. You look to your right, and there's an empty space where a seat shot out of the floor of the aircraft. You keep plummeting, 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 the surface of something rising up to meet you, and just as you're about to hit, there's another glitch. Now you can't see anything. But you have this weird sensation that there's a body attached to you. And you're trapped inside of it. You can't see anything. You can't move at all. But you hear more voices. They're going to need this one ready. I told you not to go so deep. Just patch it up quickly or it's our ass. Another glitch, and you're back in the noodle shop. The woman's still sitting a few feet in front of you with her back to you. Thankfully, whatever just happened, you didn't lose time. You notice two small antennae peeking out from her hair now that you're this close. But before you can say anything, you look to your right, and you see yourself in the mirror. A heavily tattooed human man with a mohawk staring back at you. 
all sort of come to. <laughs> and you're laying on like long couches in a room that isn't the ballroom. You almost feel like there'd be something hooked up into your veins. You like start to reach at your veins. You feel like, like an, it's going to feel like an opium den. And you're all together with Jacqueline. And she says, I lost the costume contest again. Sally Jacobs won it! <laughs> I Wait. forgot about Sally Jenkins. Is Sally Jenkins related to Mr. Jenkins? Jacobs! Jacobs. Sally, Sally Jacobs. Jacobs. Oh, no. Sally Jacobs. She always wins. What does she dress as? A pirate! <laughs> but this was way better than mine! It's actually my mother's maiden name, so this is really freaking out. It's like her cousin that beat this undead lady in a costume. <laughs> Who are you become, Grant? Jesus Christ. Whoa. <laughs> you just kind of wake up in this weird room having experienced what you experienced. That was really weird and Holy scary. Shit. I mean, kudos to Troy, though. Holy macaroni. That was great. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Bottle cap. Bottle cap. <laughs> bottle cap. Five, five bottle caps. Nice, guys. Can, can we leave now? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't even know who he is. But the dancing is still going on. But maybe this party was too much for you. Yes. Yes, we can leave. I... I won worse costume. Again. (laughs) So I don't need to come here. (laughs) Wow. That's really saying something, considering... I mean, our costume is literally just not wearing a costume to this party. I think they do it just to hurt me. At least, at least you won something, though. That's good. You have a, a good outlook on life, little person. Yeah. Friss, Friss is, like, clawing his mask off of his face. Yeah, seriously. Like, yeah. Sticking his little claws under under the yeah. the edge of it and, like, trying to rip it off of his face. Yeah, PG-2. Oh, yes, they can remove those for you at the front door. Are, are you all partied out? I would like to leave. Okay. This thing off of me now. I will say, except for losing the costume contest, this was the best Halloween ever. Oh my god! So scary, man. PJ's just gonna try to. is terrifying. PJ's just walking towards the, trying to like walk, walk towards the whatever exit you can find. Just trying to get. She's not saying a word. You walk to the exit, and uh, there's just like a tiny, tiny. Little, it's not a baby, it's not a person. Oh, come on! But it's just standing there. She's like, it will remove your mask. Oh, it, you oh just need God. to lean down. Oh, and so she leans down, and it just like <laughs> suctions on. Oh God! Yeah, oh. Oh. creature and just pulls it off. And her face looks totally normal on the other side of it. I mean, uh, except she's in the oxygen. Yes, right? <laughs> it's mostly just bones. Yeah, <laughs> horrifying undeath. Yeah. Uh, yes, PG's like take it. Uh, you know, she's leaning forward. It Have just it. like drools and suctions off of it, and continues to do the rest of you. And uh, then you are escorted out. PG leans over and throws up. <laughs> like. 
all like you know you know you know you know vomiting right <laughs> like when you vomit I've heard a million you just, yeah, you just can't stop yeah. <laughs> and then Koala throws up exactly yeah, everyone no, starts throwing up Koala's shitting you know that's what's happening just diarrhea <laughs> everywhere <laughs> no Koala's actually taking all three of his hands and just like rubbing his throat as he walks out it's kind of uh, yeah Friss is he's twitching he's just like twitching his whiskers and just like jerking his head and he's just like clutching kind of instinctively at his chest like something like under his armor he's just like clawing at it clutching it how's Kreska feeling about all this Kreska looks like she's seen a ghost she's totally just like Uh. looking around the room he's probably seen several though like actual ghosts we need to go. Yeah, Dax is going to get his mask pulled off and get outside. <laughs> Pulls it off. Swiftly walk out the door. All right, so you go out and you make the walk back to the splice. And Jacqueline is, uh, her demeanor has changed a little bit. She's still that kind of happy-go-lucky thing. But at one point she's like, I wonder if this will be the last party that I go to. Did Why we, do you say that? Oh, man, did we ever sense motive her? I just have heard that the end of time is coming. Where did you hear that? A lot of people here on Eox believe the end is near. In that moment after hearing that, Koala just sings, Narissa no. Hoping that maybe she's like a cult of the devourer and trying to sneak his way in to see if she is, because it's what we heard from the cult of the devourer people. You have a beautiful voice. You should come to the party next year and sing if there is one. <laughs> Do, would we know that this is a common thing? Is this just like a common vibe on Eox that like everybody thinks the world is ending? Well, I think that the the fact or that the, there's this super weapon out there that everyone's trying to get their hands on. Everybody knows this. This is yeah, common knowledge. Is common knowledge. knowledge. The word is out that this is what's going on. Yeah, I think the word has traveled uh, wow. to all these places. I mean, it's that's why everyone, it's uh, like Smokey and the Bandit, was r- racing to try and get this thing. Um, so it's common knowledge that it exists. And there's some people like, ah, that, they're never going to find it. That's not going to destroy the world. And other people like, doomsday people like, no, it's coming. Wow. It's coming. And so Eox, everyone, wow. everyone's Topical. just naturally pessimistic. Well, that yeah, that changes everything. The atmosphere of like everything that we're, the people that we're interacting with. Like, <laughs> if, the, if this is like, if this word, the news of this, of what we're doing is widespread. Yeah, we don't have to keep it secret. And yeah, but fact, it's also like, it just, it just changes the entire political kind of spectrum like everything that's going on that people know that there is a star killing super weapon out there that people are actively looking for yeah you know it's yeah. interesting that we didn't just get all the weapons and army were won for free when we met her and as opposed to having to compliment her outfit but why? Because she's like, money doesn't matter anymore? Yeah, but maybe she wants to save up to have one last Well, it's the type of thing like doomsday people that you know, have their stores full in case the, oh, the right, world right. ends. You know? yeah. They're still going to work every day. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, she still had to make the money back that she paid for those things. 
she's just breaking even right. after that compliment. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dax is, you know, as we as we head back, Dax is, you know, obviously in his own head about it, trying to work it out, uh, and he's never come across too many people as as wise as Kreska. So uh, he's gonna he's gonna talk to the captain on the way back and just be like, Captain, what did you see when we passed out? I saw something. I did not know how afraid I was of it until I saw. But I saw the past and the possible future all at the same time. Yes, yes, that is almost exactly what I saw. Perhaps there are clues in it because I felt great fear as well. A lack of control, perhaps. What was it from your past that you saw? I saw the home of my family on the Viscarium. And I saw my prison. How were you taken from your family? I was taken in the night in basic training just before graduation. I was resting. My fellow soldiers and I we'd gone out to celebrate and then we returned to the barracks. I lay down on my cot and I woke up to a dozen soldiers not Vesk grabbing me and not one of my brothers and sisters in my unit did anything to stop them were they human I couldn't tell they took me they drugged me I woke up in the prison I stayed there for 16 years which was longer than I had been alive What was the reason for your imprisonment? I still have no idea. I have been trying to find out. They never spoke to you? Never. And your unit did nothing to help? Nothing. Did you find that strange? I found it to be the worst betrayal I've ever felt in my entire life. Everything I believed, everything I had pledged, everything I had been brought up to hold as true was in one instant evaporated. I felt something beyond fear, beyond loss. Beyond grief. Beyond solitude. It was loneliness. All-consuming loneliness. And it began to eat my memories. One by one. Do the rest of us hear this? I don't know. What was the possible future that you saw? I saw the prison once more. 
only smaller. My cell. I could barely stand up. It surrounded me. Do you think they may still be looking for you? They released me. You did not escape. You no. were released. And yet they never spoke to you as to why you were released. I didn't hear a word. For 16 years. Yo, that's fucked up. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Find them. It is amazing how well adjusted you are to regular society. <laughs> At it's one astounding. point, during my imprisonment, when I thought all was lost, I heard something in the void. Something beyond speech, beyond sentience, beyond life. I heard that, and I gave myself over to it. Perhaps that is what sustained me. Is this how you got your magical powers? I believe so, yes. I've known many Vesks in the mining operations and never knew any to be inclined to magical abilities. We are a superstitious people. Indeed, I never knew anyone who had any of the abilities of any magical creature I've met since. Hmm. Hmm. What's worse, and this perhaps is the most terrifying thing of all, I went home to the Vescarium. I was able to work my way as an engineer on a transport ship. When I arrived, I went back to my family's, my family's house, the one I saw in the vision, and it was no longer there. It had been replaced by just some random building. And when I tried to contact my family, I found nothing. Oh. And when I tried to research any word of my family's name, it was as if they never existed. That is terrible, Captain. I'm sorry. What did you see? I couldn't tell. It was similar to the run-ins I had had with the Lushunta woman I've told you about before. Yes. The visions. The I woman believe, with no face. Yes, I believe I saw her again. And again, I did not see her face, but each other time it felt like it was in the past. This time, it felt like it was a glimpse of the future. I have changed myself, my appearance, greatly since leaving Astral Extractions. And I noticed that it was a future version of myself, perhaps trying to meet her. And yet, I could almost hear or feel, like you said, the past meeting the future. I could feel as if someone was manipulating me. Yes. It is 
terrifying, as you said. For me, it was the inability to move or see, but yet know and be aware that you are being manipulated. Yet there's nothing you can do to stop it. I don't know who they are, but I believe they are real. Who? The voices. I heard voices. They said, Don't go too deep. Patch him up. Clips, phrases that I caught. But I could not see. I could only hear. And though I tried to move, I could not. I'm just realizing this now. It's like sleep paralysis. Like, that's so messed up. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so that's basically like he's hearing these voices in a room that are talking about him, and yet he can't see, and and I couldn't move. And yet it was almost as if they allowed me to be in that room with her. I can't explain it. All I can say, Captain, is I would be careful, because I would never betray you in the way that your unit did. You have to know that. Because if there comes a time when I do something that seems of that nature, it is very possible that it is not me doing it, if that makes any sense. I know it sounds strange, but I still worry that Astral Extractions wants me here. That they planned for me to be with you. And it frightens me. Have you spent time with the doctor? Ask him to run a diagnostic on your neural net. I have, and we, we did. And do, what happened? Oh, the PG tried to do something as well. Yeah, and I feel like you guys we messed up. No, yeah, I feel like you failed, and it wasn't like you weren't trying to do anything too intense. I feel like basically yeah. you said something about like this is way beyond your computer abilities right now mm-hmm. and we I, feel, I had this vague memory yeah, of maybe like, it's something yeah, it's like, the, like neuro, the neural net of like an android's brain was like beyond a level one <laughs> your positronic brain try again with the med bay maybe because that, this was yeah. way before med, this was in the jungle yeah um, yeah maybe maybe something we can try again now that we're hmm. yeah. yeah I mean seriously if we're like as you said if you're hearing this if we're talking about this on the street then it's like I do have fears that my programming may not be completely free. I would like it if it would be possible for you to see if there is anything strange in my positronic brain. I love saying positronic brain. I know. <laughs> but you never get a chance. Never get a how chance. Many, yeah, how many times are you going to get to say positronic brain? <laughs> I think PG chimes in because I think she's overheard a little bit yeah, what's yeah, going yeah. on. So she's like, there must be a reason for why we... We are together. I just, I just can't deny it anymore. Why are we? Why are the five of us together? Even this, this creature, and she looks as Qualo. He's with us for a reason. Even though I can't believe it. <laughs> no, he's definitely with us, right, Qualo? I think he's still 
I think the jury's still out. <laughs> <laughs> As Qualos, no, of course he's with us. When Qualos called a creature and questioned whether he's with him or not, he starts weeping. Oh, um, oh. oh no. Oh, God, no. I think it's PG. No, like, literally starts weeping. Like, there's nothing you can take back. He's inconsolable at this oh, point. God. Just stuff coming out of every hole. <laughs> So no whole stuff. Really just weeping. gross cry. Just regular old weeping. It's gross. He's. It's an ugly cry. <laughs> Epic Claire Danes cry. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, a Claire Danes cry. Just Claire Danes cry. That's horrifying. And, and this is genuinely Koala's <laughs> reaction. This is genuinely it. But the idea that the woman sitting directly to my left had such huge objections at being called a monkey as a Maraqua, and now she calls someone else a creature. And has oh okay all right. I mean Ellie had a huge objection. Yeah, PG okay. hasn't really. All right, PG is a real jerk. Then <laughs> who's the monster now? Is it the slug or the? All right. So you overhear uh, Kreska and Dax talking about what they saw. Does anybody else chime in and be like, I couldn't help it over here? Yeah, I mean, if there's time, Dax is going to you know basically ask each person just. Thinking that like we're so desperate for clues, yeah, yeah, and he just wants to know what anybody's willing to talk about to see if there's any threads or anything that we can figure out that maybe this Eoxian party gave us some insight into something we hadn't seen before. Well, I think Friss says, "Jubana, uh, I saw, I saw something from my past too." And I hate the thought of anything creeping into my brain like that. But I will say this. I have been betrayed by everyone I have ever known in my whole life. You lot are the only ones that have not yet. And I value that. And as the monkey says, there is a reason why we are here. I feel it. I don't believe in that stuff normally, but yes, I can't deny it here. Like, how could they have... Where did these memories come from? And I'm not sure if any of what I saw was memories. It felt more like a warning. But I must... Yes, I had a similar feeling. A warning. And I, uh... What was yours? No, they, um... I, they, they, the, dr- the drow, they did experiments on me at one point for a long time ago. And, uh... And that was real? That you happened, knew yes. drow? Yes, they, uh... I had, a, I had an owner. And, uh... A matriarch, she, uh... Took interest in me. And she forced me to do things, unspeakable things. And she almost pukes at that again. But then she regains her, her composure. And, and they... Um, but what I want to say is that they did not... In this dream I just had, they locked me up in the cryo. But I, they were not the ones who put me there. They, it, was the, um, it was the humans, the Pact Worlds, that sentenced me to go back to the drow. Just because I, uh, I committed some crimes. I have... It's it's a huge mess, but uh, my point is that I I worry that this is all a dream. What if what if I've 
what if you guys are not real? That's what I'm worried about right now is what if I come go back to the cryo? I worry that I'm actually not awake. But then again, it seems unlikely. But I just don't trust anything at this point, but I also question the nature of my reality on a rather regular basis. I don't know either, but I can only go on what is in front of me, moment to moment. And the connection with this group, as Frisk says, it feels unlikely that we would be unreal or betray each other. This is the only reality that we have. Yes. Chubana. And even though I am deeply sad to hear what you all have been through, and I'm realizing they all seem to be so similar. You seem to be such broken, broken characters with super dark backstories. (laughs) Um, But I I just, there needs to be a reason. That's all I have to say. There needs to be a reason for why we are here. And she puts her tail gently on Qualo's shoulder. Qualo shivers. The closest that you could imagine some thing that seems like a monstrosity everyone else, to everyone else shivering and gathers his lack of breath, whatever he uses to speak, and he says, I left my planet many ages ago. Ages for my people anyway. And I ended up on broken rock waiting waiting for people like you I did not know I needed you until I saw you and in my own vision in that terrible party I saw myself laid bare. But like the captain who reached into the void and saw some sort of calling, I too have seen something in the mystery of the universe. I don't know what it means. I don't know if I'll ever know what it means. But I know one thing. Without the universe, There is no mystery to comprehend. And if we don't find these mirror plights, we don't stop this corpse fleet. And if we don't get to the bottom, this cult of the devourer, there will be no more suffering, but also no joy or love or anything. That's why we must move forward past this even if we don't have the answers for now I'm sorry for speaking so bluntly no you're right doctor we'll need to do this quickly but I'd like to see an analysis of what happened to us oh yeah to make sure we're all operating at 100% capacity yes captain uh, I'm going to do a quick just medicine slash engineering. Can we go to our ship? Uh, yeah, I mean, you're still not back in town. You're, you're walking and talking. 
Right. Uh, but yeah, you can. Is that feasible? Uh, Is it like parked in a place? Quarters at the Ministry of Eternal Vigilance. So, oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, but you could go back to your ship. It's just it's in port, so it might, there might be fine. some red tape. We can go back to a. I forgot we had a quarters at the ministry. Yeah, whenever, right. whenever we can get to a place where we can, I can lay people down and check them out. Like I want to do a, a thorough diagnostic. Okay. Everybody. Well, you do have your room at the ministry, and it's obvious yeah. it's not the the nicest quarters, but you do have a private space at least. Yeah. yeah. Um, so eventually, you get back into town, and uh, Jacqueline uh, stands outside of Bonesmith Jacqueline's boutique, Bonesmith's boutique, and just. Smiles and says thank you. Has she been with us the entire time? The whole time. <laughs> she's just she's lost in her own thing. Like, wonder what I'll be next year. Next year I'll win. I think she smoked salvia before she went in there. <laughs> she's like something crazy. She's a little fucked up. Yeah. She. Uh, it was the worst trip of my life. <laughs> she she stands there at her door. You guys walk her to her door, and then you go to the door next door, uh, standing outside the Ministry of Eternal Vigilance, where you have. Uh, place to stay for the night. And um, Jacqueline, before she goes into her uh, boutique, just kind of looks at you and says, Good night. I just knew it was going to be a special party this year. I hope it's not the last. Also, for a party that started at 5 p.m., that was nuts. <laughs> yeah, I know. We'll see you next week. <laughs> I just want to say that Fiji doesn't want to sleep alone. <laughs> I don't want to sleep alone. Either. I don't want to sleep again. <laughs> Androids and Aliens is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Dead Sons is copyright 2017. Dead Sons and the Starfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Starfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.